Hello, my friend. Hello, friend. How are you? Exhausted. <laughs> I am so <laughs> tired. I think so in 36 hours, I've probably had three hours of sleep. You know, I thought about what I said earlier, and I love sleep personally, but also I'm like, you can sleep when you die. I'm always in between the two, like yeah. back and forth, you it, know what I mean? I think it just depends. It just depends on what I got going on. But I'm like walking on cloud nine right now, even though I'm tired. It kind of, you know, you get past that tired point and your adrenaline just keeps you going. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's where I'm at right now with this Colt. He is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This, the, the so person wait, that wait, I bought. So wait, 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 wait. So you just, okay, so hold on a second. You had, you delivered a colt this early this morning, like midnight, like that's why you were up. Yeah. You've got a colt. Yep. Yep. And it, you took care of the mayor and all that stuff there at your place. Yeah. He's not by, he, I, the mayor and my stallion, my bay stallion, drop your gun, they're half siblings. They share the same daddy. So. Oh. I will, daddy isn't your son. No. I will, I will send you a picture of his dad. It's kind of funny because the, they're at the vet, my, both the mayor and the, and the baby, but then they're staying the night, but, and it's nothing bad. It's just precautionary mostly. But, um, yeah. and if something happened, I can't load a mom and a brand new baby in a horse by myself. It takes two. And I'm like, I'd rather just have them here. But, yeah. um, uh, I He's showed so one pretty. of the pets. I showed one of the texts, the picture of the dad, and she's looking out my phone and looking at my mare, and she's like going back and forth for a minute, and she goes, you got that out of them too? Because he's solid black. I go, mm-hmm. But he carries a cream jean, so that's how I got that. <laughs> that stuff is always very interesting to me, because I don't know a lot about it, but like what you just said, the, the way that you were able to get this cold was because he carries a certain gene that correct, correct. gives you a probability of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll send you a picture of him, and then I'll also send you um, another picture that shows the possible colors between my mare and the stallion. So I'm I'm been like googling over these pictures you sent me, and he's so pretty. I just want to kiss that face. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be for sale. <laughs> no, oh, not going to be for sale. This one's mine. Oh, he's. Go I mean, well, the the person, the lady that I bought him from, too. I messaged her, well, she had commented on a mare she's waiting to pull, and I said, well, we had a baby early this morning, and then she goes, oh, you better tell me, and I didn't see it until later, but then I sent a couple pictures, and and she's like, does he have all four white socks? And I go, yep. She goes, you hit the jackpot. That mare has never passed on her splash gene to any of her foals, so this is the first one. And a buckskin. I'm like, I'm over the moon with this guy. The, the only thing that would have made it better if it was a filly. That's all. So why do you say that? Because to keep her in breeder, the one thing about if you raise a stallion, you really, some people don't, they don't have earnings, or some stallions have been hurt, and they're still bred well. But a lot of high-end buyers and all that, they want, you have to, to make money on a good stallion, he needs to have some kind of show record, some kind of show earnings in whatever discipline you're you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Even though the bloodlines, 
are great, people want earnings, you know. I mean, a couple yeah. of my mayors, they have earnings, but they don't have a whole lot. But you could still say, yeah, they have NRHA earnings, you know, they're money earners. So and that's, all, that's all people want, they're money earners. That's it. Doesn't matter how much. But why want. does it matter if it was a Philly or not for the earnings? Like stallions don't get the same amount of earnings as mayors. No, but mayors, it's just a mayor you keep in your breeding program. A stallion has to be really exceptional to be a top end stallion because there's so many out there. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm picking up what you're throwing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the pictures. He has all four white hoods too. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, that's what, so when somebody says that they have chrome, that's like my base stallion and my, both my stallions have chrome. It's four white legs, socks, you know, or whatever stockings, however high they go up, um, yeah. bald face, you know, and most of them have blue eyes. He don't have blue eyes. My red stallion don't have blue eyes, but they have all the chrome. It's all the white. I can see the little angel fingers on his hoof too. Yeah. I'll, t I'll, I'll send you my favorite picture, which I really, some people might not think it's cool, but I think it is so cool of him this morning when he was being born. That's his dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> right? That's what she said. But it's really cool. Like, it's really interesting to somebody like me because I just don't really know a lot about it. I mean, you know, I don't know anything about it. So it's interesting to me to just to see that that happens. It's just, it's crazy. It's like, you know, wow, this one chromosome wants to come out and here you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this picture to me is one of the coolest pictures I've ever taken of babies being born because he's fully still in the sack. The sack's not ripped, but you could see his, he's out of mom and he's still fully in the sack. I think if you zoom, you know, make it bigger, yeah. it, to me, because I think watching them be born, I, I didn't see any be born last year, and I have five. This year was my first, he's my first, and I watched him be born. So, but I think this is one of the most coolest pictures as a breeder and stuff like that. Here's <laughs> yeah, get down, buddy. See. I just sent it to you. But you That's see it's such a miracle. I mean, I know I know it happens all the time, and people tend to get used to it, but it's still just a miracle because it's like oh no, there's nothing. I don't care how many times I've watched a baby be born, or like another cool thing to me is I could sit in the pasture and watch a pregnant mare and watch the baby move inside of her. That is the coolest thing. That is oh so God. cool. That would be cool. That would be so it is. cool. It is now like at when the mare when you know. I'm assuming you went on ahead and took her to the vet, and they kind of watched her, or did you watch her and then? When? Before she fold? Yeah. Did you take her there no. already and put her on watch? No, I watched her and fold her out here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so I have a the have, vet. They are at the vet. I took them today. Um, oh, got you. Yeah, I took them today. Uh, she acted like this morning that she was colicking a little bit. And yeah. so I I just took her there, had her checked. Just it's better to do that than wake up in the morning to a dead horse. So right. uh, you know, and and then his his uh counts uh were down for a snap test, which is his colostrum that if he got from mom or not and it was a little bit low, they wanted at eight hundred. His was six something, so he might get plasma. And then um which he probably will. And then 
mom was a little bit dehydrated, so they gave her uh, IV, two bags of IV, and then they uh, gave her oil just in case she was colicking a little bit. That will help with it. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. So Was this her but, first bowl? No. No. Her last uh-huh. bowl was black, jet black. That's even that's even crazier. <laughs> I'll send you his. I'll send her her last bowl. Um, he's out of a vintage smoke, I believe, uh, and he's a black stallion. And I'll send you his yearling picture. It's crazy. And it's how long crazy. did it take her to have him? Not very long. She's quick. Um, she hadn't been eating. That have you much. seen them take a long time though? Have you seen them take like a really long time? Are they different? No, they can't. They're different. They can't go that long like cows can. <clears throat> I mean, if they're laboring for that baby, should probably be out within a half an hour, forty-five minutes. Ah. Yeah, so they're not. Is, like cows. So if it is long, it's a problem. Yeah, something's wrong. <clears throat> so I we've had to have the vet out uh, to pull out. We had to go in. We took the mare um, and lifted her her up the front end up. By a forklift, she was sedated, and the vet had to go in and wrap a chain, find the foal, and wrap a chain around his, his her feet, and we had to use a come along and get her out. Oh wow! If they can't, yeah, if they can't get him out at surgery, they got to go in and get the baby out. <clears throat> but does the mom so, yeah. live? Mom lived. Baby was dead already before oh, no. we, we got the baby out. Oh god! Well, that's what they say. Breathing is not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Yeah, so I put a baby. Yeah, I've had to put newborns down. I've lost a mare, and mm, yeah, it's hard. But it's you know, and everybody says to me, "Well, how do you how how can you not keep them? You get attached to them. Why can't you? I said, "Well, because it's part of the business. I can't keep them all. It won't be a business, you know. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean I don't true. love them all, but I can't keep them all, you know. So yeah, it's crazy." Okay, well, I mean, you other... just hit the nail on the head. That's the difference between doing it as a business versus not doing it as a business. I mean, in order to do it as a business, you, you right. have to treat it like one. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that, you know, it's not that, I mean, you just want a good home. I mean, with mine being in raining, rain, yeah, but that's that's her baby she had last time versus this one. I mean, two different stallions, <laughs> but both were black. Yeah. To me, that's cool because it's like you don't know, like you can have an idea, but you can't really ever know for sure what you're going to have. No. So those two pictures I sent of, um, and we're calling him Stetson, Stetson's dad, the baby that I just had. So we're calling uh-huh. him Stetson. Um, but he, I know it fits him. He's so cool. He is so cool. Um, but uh, when he came out, when I was watching him, uh, I'm like, they're white. His feet are white. His hips are white. I might get splashed, and then his nose comes out. I'm like, oh. I was so excited. I was hoping for a buckskin splash, Philly, two out of three. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, there you he, go. You he's hit, still you handsome. Two of them. Yeah, uh, he's still, uh, he's stunning. He is, he is absolutely stunning. You think so, he's gonna get darker? He could. He could. I'm gonna. I'll order his testing because we test all of our babies, even though our our mares and stallions are all tested and stuff and clean. Um, we still test them. People want to see the disease panel. They have to be DNA tested. 
in order to register them. And we also do the color testing. So just what does the color testing do? Like, what is that? Because I see all this kind of stuff on, you know, stallion flowers and things like that. But like I just said, I don't, I mean, I don't, I've never had a stud or done anything like that before. What is, what is all of that? Well, it's their color pattern. It's what they carry as far as color and their genetics. Like, so if a horse, if a horse uh, carries a gray or doesn't carry gray, the, the, the baby can't be gray. Parent, a parent has to have a certain gene. So the EE is their black. And the, the ones that are most tested is like they're black, they're a goody. Um, their, which is A's, and then their splash genes. But as research going on, we're getting more and more splash, so splash one, splash two, splash three, splash, you know, more and more. And then you have W20, which is just a, like, white intensifier that puts more white on them. Um, like Dan, my base guy, and he is splash one, splash two, and W20. And then he's, so homozygous means they carry, you know, every every gene has two, and they have the two possibility. <clears throat> he carries, uh, he's homozygous for agouti, which means he has two genes. He will always pass that on to every baby. Huh. And then if they have, say, if it's a capital E and a little e, that's their black. If it's a capital and little, that means they're heterozygous. And they carry one, so it has a 50-50 chance to pass on that to the baby. That's wild. That's so interesting. It's, oh, color genetics are, well, co I think color genetics are so interesting. Because if you look at that, those two pictures that I sent you of his dad, the, the second one, if you bring it up bigger, that tells you what colors I could have had in the full between them two. All the possibilities that I could have had. See, that's <clears> crazy. And they're all it's crazy that they can, Yeah, they are, but it's also crazy that all of this is possible. Uh, yeah. And it's like, but do they ever take them? Well, that is the mayor and the stud right there on this yep. that you yep. sent me, right? You, you, yep. You just pop in their, their color patterns, their color genetics, and then it gives you what your possibilities are. That's wild. They they didn't do that back in the day. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they're just coming. I mean, like IMM is a new disease. I mean, as technology goes and years go on, there's always going to be new diseases they're going to find because technology gets better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just makes you think, like, if it went from how it was to what it is now, there's no telling what it could be in the future. Right. I mean, you could I mean, literally probably walk into a full store and order exactly what you want. Well, and not only that, though, it's like there's eventually not one horse is not going to be disease panel clean. I mean, with uh, the, you know, it, it might not be in my time, but one of these years, it's going to be where every horse is going to carry something. Yeah. You just said they got um, a new disease? Oh, it's called IMM. What is that? It's like a muscle, it's like a muscle d disorder. Your horse could drop 200 pounds in 24 hours. Um, a good source, like if people don't know and like you want to research, um, uh -huh. I mean, the internet is wonderful, but animalgenetics.com, they're uh -huh. great. Um, even AQHA and APHA, they're great. At, uh, you can research anything and find out what it is.
Yeah. It, that's what I'm doing it's now. Just, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, and it, it, to me, what's interesting, too, is the way that people think about the diseases. Some people don't care, and some people do. <laughs> and I try to breed clean horses. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, because you've got the customer and in mind for the end game. I mean, you know, because these well, my, are a product that's being sold, basically. Right. And my, my thing is, is, is if I can stop the disease, why, why wouldn't I try? Right. Why keep yeah, breeding no, it? Exactly. And, and just because a horse has a disease doesn't mean they're not a good horse. There's a lot of top stallions out there <clears throat> that carry these diseases and people still breed to them. But I mean, they're manageable. Um, the, there's two that are recessive, and as long as you don't breed to a nut, breed a mare and a stallion that have that disease, then they will. The recessive genes they won't show any symptoms, and they're fine. Speed and distance panel. Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So if you uh, like sorry, UC Davis. No. <laughs> no. So <laughs> UC Davis. Etalon does that. It's E-T-A-L-O-N, and that's who APHA goes through. UC Davis is what uh, AQHA uses. But Etalon does that. That's more what they do. AQHA doesn't do that on their testing. But um, it's interesting how they could find all that out. <laughs> yeah, no, that blows my mind. I mean, I didn't think there would be no way to, to do that. But I know. Apparently I do there talk. is. Full tail hairs or main hairs and send them in. <laughs> oh, really? That's all you need? Yeah. So you just order. We just order it online, and um, they send us an email. We print it out. Full tail hairs. Tape it to the paper. Fold it. Send it in. Because if you, they even you know, have a like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds of things. It's interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, because, I mean, I had no idea that you would be able to test that. I mean, obviously, I'm not in that any section of the industry in that, so I don't know. But this is just absolutely wild to me. Yeah. I mean, when I, I – so I did not grow up in a family that had horses. My mom used to tell me, <laughs> bless her heart, um, how did you end up the way you ended up? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to joke, I used to joke and tell her and I would tell people, if I told them that, I said, well, at least she knows the head from the ass. That's a start, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, what made you get into horses? I mean, why, I mean, how did that, how did that transpire for you? Did you just always like them? I've or? always liked them. My, so I was born and raised in Western Washington. Um, my uncle, who was also my godfather, lived in Eastern Washington. He had pigs and horses and all kinds of live chicken, you know. So I always wanted to go over there. And I think I was his only niece that would, I could, I'd go get a halter or a lead rope or, or a yeah. um, bridle for a horse and I'd go out, go catch a horse and get on it, you know, no fear. But, and then I met my best friend, um, when we were seven and we're still best friends and we're six months apart and being six months older than her was great when I turned 13, 16, 18, and 21. But now I'm old. <laughs> she makes sure I know it too. <laughs> Every time. Cause my, we're only six months apart. My birthday's in March and hers is in September. <laughs> so. Oh, she's a months, Libra. Yeah. 
And you are a, um, are you a Pisces? Yes, ma'am. I am. Ah, I know this stuff, but I no, I remember you telling me about you and your best friend being best yeah. friends that long. That's pretty cool, actually. You don't hear about that We're, a lot. So. I mean, we don't talk all the time. I mean, I'm in Oklahoma, yeah. and she's now in Washington. I mean, she's in Washington. She's been there her whole life, so I should say. Now I'm in Oklahoma, um, but if I called her up tomorrow, tonight, yeah. she'd be on a plane and vice versa. I mean... That's cool. I mean, I told her, we've talked about, <laughs> when I die, this is what I want you to do with my ashes, and you better be nice at my uh, celebration of life, and don't be telling stories that you shouldn't be, because we know more stuff about each other than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just anybody. made me think about that uh, video where that girl's sister, this this woman had passed away, and her sister got uh -huh. up at the podium, and she said, you're going to have to look it up if you ever get a chance to, and she, talks, okay. so she starts calling people out, she goes, you, I don't even know why you're here. You talk crap. You, you owe my sister money. You did it like, <laughs> I'd be like, that's what I need. When I leave, somebody's yeah. going to do that No, it would, mine wouldn't be that. It would be the stories that we know about each other because we've been best friends that nobody else knows. Oh, that yeah. only she the knows and die. only I know. Huh? Yeah. The secrets die. They're going to die with you both. They're I know. And I'm like, you better not. You better not. I will come back. I said, I will come back and haunt you every night. I will make sure I will haunt you. <laughs> but, yeah. Right before you but anyway. sleep, you'll be standing there yep. knocking the door. Ha-ha. Yep, I would, too. Now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the but, one cool thing so about. hold on. You moved from, we had talked about this before you moved right. all the way from Washington to Oklahoma. Well, no, I moved from, so in 2000, I was born and raised in Western Washington. Um, always liked horses. I learned from my best friend and her mom. She rode in a drill team. So all we did is, is, you know, trail ride or on the beach. We'd go to the beach every year to um, uh, Ocean Shores in Washington every year. And they, cause they, the it was called the Tacoma Lariats. Anybody from Washington, Western Washington knows anything about horses that that but they used to do a black light drill um every year. But they also What's did black parades. Light drill? What's that? So I don't know if you know the song. It's Ghost Riders in the Sky. So no, I'm gonna have to Google this. Yeah. So um and this will make sense, but they the horses and their outfits that they had were were like they had black light stuff on them. So when they had black lights in the arena, they turn all the lights on and the black lights are on. All you see is like the leg wraps on the horses moving. Oh, cool. It's really yeah. cool. So they they did a drill, which is a pattern, you know, in and out and different maneuvers on all the horses uh, yeah. to Ghost Riders in the Sky, and it was oh, really cool. cool. But they used to go to. Every year they did the parade in Long Beach, Washington, so we would go there. So what I learned was just basically how to ride a horse. Anything above yeah. and beyond that, I, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you learn as you go. Hell, there's people that have been in the business for years and still learning, so. I think, I think the horse business, you will always learn. There's so yeah. much to know. I mean, there's times I look at people and I'm like listening to them talk and I'm like, uh, what do I think I'm doing in this business? <laughs> you know, I've only, I, 
I <laughs> so only I feel right now I'm like mind blown <laughs> over here. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> all of this information is out there, and it's like it's not, and it's not like it's random information. It's like information that people, you know, that are stud owners and have these breeding facilities and do this kind of stuff for a living. I mean, this is kind of stuff that this is like common sense to you guys, and it's a lot to somebody like me. I mean, that's a lot of stuff is to. Um, try to stay on top of and learn about and know what you're doing about. So, I mean, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I do it every day. But we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do it more than somebody like me. <laughs> well, this all but started. It is. I, it, yeah, and I mean, so okay, so I've had horses most of my life. I mean. <laughs> When I moved out of the house, though, it's like my mom's like, okay, now you got to pay for your horse. I'm like, well, how do I do that? I can't afford that. What What? what do you mean? <laughs> so, you know, they paid for the everything. And I worked at stables to have board so I could board my horse there. You know, I, I worked at, I, yeah. And, but when I moved out and my horse, well, okay, good. Now you can pay for your horse and stuff and everything about your horse. I'm like, but, 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 but I don't have the money for that. <laughs> so. I mean, there was a while I didn't have horses, you know, and then I got married and had kids and then got a horse again and, and, uh, and here oh, we wow. are. I had a little break. I did because I had two boys, um, but I didn't have my kids till I was 32 and 34. I didn't want any, I didn't want no snot nose. And I would, and the funny thing is my mom's an, oh, I'm an only child. My mom, she's like, I'm never going to be a grandma. I want to be, I want to have grandkids. I'm not, I said, well, then you should have more kids and up your chances because I don't want any of them. Snot nose, curtain climbing, piss and shit and little brats in my house. I don't have time for them. I don't want them. <laughs> she goes, I'll be in a wheelchair before I, I get grandkids. Too much pressure on me right now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, go away. I'm only 25. I don't have time. I, I, mm. well, I spent my 22nd, 23rd, 24th birthday on a ship in Alaska, crabbing and fishing. I spent three years up there. <laughs> and that is cool. Whoa, 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 pump the brake. So you used to live in Alaska? Oh, no, I, I lived on fishing boats. Not on land. I was on a boat, ship. But <laughs> up there, that way, and it stayed up there all the time, or did you did you go back and forth? What, how did you end up, hold on, how did you end <laughs> this up This is a whole other problem. This is a whole, my husband's like, babe, you're amazing. You're I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. You're you're that badass. Is, that is pretty cool. Yeah, I have. I so some of those boats that those catcher processors on Deadliest Catch. I've been on some of them. <laughs> That's wild. I've not. I know. I recognize the name of the show that you're talking about, but I've not watched it. Yeah, yeah. It's about all these crab boats that go out and catch crab. Deadliest Catch. I've been on some of them down in the hole. Down with thousands and thousands of crabs. <laughs> I have pictures of me wearing rain gear and standing in the hole of one of those, the hole, I guess I say it wrong, the hole, H-U-L-L, yeah. um, uh, of the ship or the boat and standing there and I'm standing up. I'm on, I'm standing on crab everywhere and I have crab hanging off me because their claws, you know, pinched on you and stuff like that. <laughs> Does that No, because you have so many freaking layers of clothes on because it's cold. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can. I mean, a king crab would break. I mean, 
they can break your finger, <laughs> you know. But That's then, wild. yeah. So I went up there for a contract for when I was 21. Uh, yeah. wasn't working, and my grandfather was like, "Oh, look, you should go. I found this job. You can go to. Okay, let me get out of here. Let's do that. Let's do it." And so I was 21. So I went to Seattle, Washington, where the port is. Hopped on a uh, ship and off I went across the Gulf and down to the Lucian chain at the end of the Pribilof Islands. <laughs> and how so long little... did y'all do those trips last? They're two months contract. But you're on the boat for two months. You might go in. It just depends. Um, you might go in for supplies. Uh, but So I went up on a, a teeny tiny ship. It was only 150 yeah. foot. It was like they used to say that if you take a five-gallon bucket of water and, 150 foot. <laughs> and cross an ocean, I, I, I would lay in bed with my hands and my feet sprawled out in the bed on the wall trying to stay in bed because it was so rough. Because <laughs> it was a round-bottom boat, too. And, and they said if you take a cork and put it in a five-gallon bucket of water and kick it, that's the galaxy. That was the name of it. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you'd sit in the galley, which is the kitchen, and yeah. one minute you're looking out the window and it's blue skies, and then the next minute you're looking out the window, it's a wall of water, just a big, huge wall of water. They used to put you in life, life survival suits, tether yeah. you, not me. I'm like, I'm not going out there. They would tether, it was guys usually, tether the guys, to the boat in their life survival suits, like Titanic type, you know, yeah. with your little beacon and whistle, and tie them to the deck, and they had to go out there and chip ice because if they, we got loaded down with ice, and that's what happens with the, the crab boats, they get so heavy in ice, they tip over and sink. So they have to go out there and chip ice. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, crazy. and the price of crab is not, like, ridiculously high. Like, that's crazy. You would think they go through all of that just to get some crab meat. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking. I'm old. I'm So I'm 57. This is when I was 21. So. Yeah, but still. I mean, they probably don't. It oh. probably didn't change much from then to now. You still have to go out on a boat and get it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what. I got so spoiled. <laughs> you couldn't get crab any fresher. We get it right out of the ocean and put it in a bucket of salt water and put a steam hose in it, cook it right there and eat it. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I can't. I used to come home. My mom loved imitation crab, and I was on a processing ship that processed the fish that they use, excuse me, to make the imitation crab. Yeah. And I would, I would come home and, Mom, you shouldn't eat that. Well, I like it. Do you, uh, do you know what that is? Do you want me to tell you what that is? Don't tell me. I, well, you shouldn't either. I, it, it's fish, but yeah, I, I, she goes, don't you tell me because I like it. Okay. It's gross, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Just don't, don't know. Okay, but, it's, but I want to know now. So what is it? It's, it's pollock. It's a bottom fish. It's kind of like, um, I, I mean, a halibut's a bottom fish. Uh, but the yeah, thing but is, it's not bad. I love halibut, mind you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But like Pollock, we processed it on the ship because we made the paste. We made like a paste out of it, and we it looked like a big old cookie sheet that you put it in, and they'd freeze it, and then they take two of them, so take two pans of it, 
out of there and put it in these boxes and put it in the freezer. I mean, but we're stacking the freezer as we're in there. There's times you're laying in there and you maybe have a foot above you, but you're pushing boxes in to stack it. Oh, I mean, wow. The stories I could tell, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's awesome. It, I mean, it's cool. So I went up there for a two-month contract just to get away, and I didn't have a job. Yeah. So why not? I ended up doing it for three years. And three I mean, that's a pretty cool little opportunity. I mean, not, it's not like not, not a lot of people would do that. It's not a lot of people that do that. So. Well, you, I mean, the thing is, you, I mean, my best friend, who I've known since, you know, for 50 years, she mm-hmm. would have loved to go with me. She wanted to go so bad, but she got pregnant at 17 in high school. Well, you start a family, you can't do that. I didn't have a yeah. family. Right. I mean, the thing is, a lot of my friends were having kids young. I'm like, I don't have time for them. I'm out having fun. I'm having my fun before I get too old and I can't. So I'll have my kids later if I have any. <laughs> but I really didn't want any, so. But I have two wonderful but boys. You, but, you, but you did have two. I mean, you're glad you did have two. I mean, you know, you ended up having kids, so just a little <laughs> later. Which actually, 30, 32 and 34 is not that bad. No, it's not. Back then, though, it was because <laughs> they're uh, 25. Well, my oldest, he'll be 26 in June, and my youngest will be 23 in February. But, I mean, back then it was kind of like on the older side. Nowadays it's yeah. not so much like that, you know, but... Yeah, but yeah, but no, it was, so I worked on a processing ship. I worked on two different processing ships, um, and then I worked on the catcher processor, which was the one that did the imitation crab meat, and I tell you what, I've never seen so much fish in my whole life because they had two 30-ton holding tanks on that, down below on that boat. They had two 60-ton holding tanks when we were in the fish and then all that we would have all those tanks full we'd have 90 tons of fish in the net on the deck and dragging a 90 ton uh net full of fish behind us that's crazy yeah. but the you are right the stories you could tell doing that because like i said i mean not a lot of people have the opportunity to do that or like you get to coach people that do that that's kind of cool. No. So then you quit doing that, and then so when did the whole horse deal come back come back around? Um, I think. I mean, I've always had. I I might not have always had my own, but my girlfriend that I told you about, she had horses. I mean, I still rode when I could, you know. But yeah. once you have kids, it's hard, you know. Right. And I think my boys. I don't know how old was my youngest. I don't know how they were when I got bought bought a horse. And my ex-husband wasn't thrilled. And then I bought this mare, and I think she was drugged every time I went and seen her and rode her because I got her home, and a week later she was like psycho. She was going to kill me. I kept her for a while, rode her, tried to ride her, and finally I said, I'm done. Done. It's either she's going to kill me or I'm going to kill her. And so I bought another horse, and my ex was mad because that horse back then was $3,500. He was a he was six six five hundred and the gentleman that had him was an older gentleman, great guy. And he said, I know he'll have a good home, I'll sell him to you for thirty five. I said, Okay, I buy him. Because I went and seen him and wrote him. And this and is a Dan though, right? No. Okay. No, but I but his name is Digger. I still have him. He I've had him since he was six. He's twenty five this year. 
Oh. Yeah, he's he's my boy. I have him tattooed on my right shoulder. Oh. He's my heart and then, horse. So, cause, okay, so then after him came Dan, right? Oh, many years later, though. I mean, my boys were young. I mean, three, four was maybe my youngest. Oh, uh, when I got had a plate full. Yeah, and so then I had Digger. Dan didn't come about. Dan came about when on my bucket list was, hey, I want to have my own baby out of my own horse. I want, I want to, I want to see it born. I want to, I want to breed a mare and have a baby. So yeah. in 2015, I bought a mare from Texas. That was bred. And the baby was born in 2016. That was the start of my love of having babies. <laughs> that Aww. started it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, the pool was born, like I said, in 2016. And then my friend's like, you know, you should just get your own stallion. Be cheaper that way. Like, I know nothing about breeding. I heard stallions are nasty. Everybody says you don't want a stallion. They're mean. They're nasty. No, don't have a stallion. They'll stay away from them. Right. And, no, yeah, you're right, though, because that's all I ever heard. Well, that's what the um, picture they painted to you of stallions to people, you know, like me back in the day and stuff. Me? Like, oh, you know, yeah, girl. Stay away from them. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not going to stallion. They're mean. How, and what do I know about breeding? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know? Um, and then I thought, thought about it. I'm like, okay. I can do this. Started reading stuff and talking to people and learning from people. And, and, uh, I found Dan and I fell in love with him. But I'm like, I can't, I've never spent five figures on a horse. My husband's first of all going to croak and tell me no. And, uh, so I'm like, yep, can't get him. But I loved him. I couldn't get him out of my mind. Six months went by. I'm trying to find a stallion that I can afford that I like. Yeah. And my friend finally said to me after six months of search, and she goes, Tracy, just go get a hold of those people and see if they still have them. I'm like, they've probably sold him. She's like, you don't know. Just get a hold of them. Okay. And so my husband said, okay, this is your budget. This is what you could spend. Do not go over it. I'm like, okay, okay. So I contacted them again. He was still there. They hadn't advertised after that. And he was right at the budget. Oh. And I got him. <laughs> yeah. It was fate. Yeah. But my friends, like, you, you, every stallion I show you, every stallion you look at, you're like, mm. But then you go back to drop your guns, you know, Mr. Dapper Dan, and you light up, and that's all you talk about and all you think about. I'm like, I know, because he's gorgeous. You know, in my mind, and my husband's like, eh, I don't know if I like the bald face, blue eyes, the white face and the blue eyes. They're kind of weird to me. Yeah, now we, now we love them. Good thing because we have a lot of them because <laughs> Dan produces that a lot. But, um, that's so that's like, what, why is it, why is it that husbands are always the ones that are like, um, don't want the stray cat. They won't, don't want the dog. They don't want this. They don't want that. And they end up loving them almost. Oh, the same, I know. He, not he, more. Yeah. He loves the bald face, blue eyes now, all the chrome. He, he loves them. But my husband came from a not talk about a real non-horse family. He rode a horse one time when he was like, I don't know, 10, but 
he's always liked horses, always loved them, but in his line of work, his job is mostly in the city. So he's never, you know, never, never been able to have any. And then he meets crazy country girl, me. <laughs> and when I met him, I'm like, all right. So I just got to tell you this. And if you can't deal with it, don't even get involved with me and just turn around and walk away. I said, I have one horse, I have one dog, and I have two boys. I will always at least have that. Now I have three dogs, 42 acres, and I don't know how many horses, like 20, (laughs) something like that. (laughs) People ask me now, well, well, how's that when I go, uh, I don't know. Let me check the database that my husband built for me so I can tr- keep track of all this because when I had a few, I could tell you their names, when they were born, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, uh, I have to go through, to count, I have to go through each, I'm, in my mind, you know, each stall. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, you know. And then I have one in training. Do you keep up with all of his babies? Do you keep up with all of them? Not all of them. My, mine I, that I sell the ones that are outside mares that breed to him. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I'll, they might get sold and people don't know me or whatever, but I've met some fantastic people in this business by selling horses. I mean, I could tell you some of the stories with these people, and they are my, not just my friends, they're my family. I have yeah. a gal right now that, funny story about her. Oh, my God, it was hilarious. And she... she Okay, so I'll tell you. So she came out, I think it was four years ago, maybe five years now. Her and a boyfriend and her dad from Washington State, Western Washington, drove out to Central Oregon when we lived in Oregon to look at a filly that I had, a baby. I don't know, maybe six months old. And I had a few of them at the time. And so she had her eyes on one. They get out there. She is like just drooling. And she's looking at the one that she came for. And I go, well, then we have this one. And then we have this one. She goes, would you stop? Stop. I can't, I can't have them all. And you're, you're confusing me. And I'm, you know, and so we're, we're talking and she's looking. And finally, they've been there a few hours. And I looked at her dad and it was hot. And I'm like, I looked at her dad. His name's Tom. Tom, do you want to go sit on the porch and have a beer? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So her dad and I said, you guys take your time. We're going up here. So her dad and I went up on the porch and sat there and chit-chatted and got to know each other and talking. And she's going, her and her, her boyfriend, boyfriend, going back and forth looking up at the babies and all that. And then so then she's like, okay, I really like her. And she prob- they were probably there five or six hours. I've never had a buyer. I've never had a buyer be there that long. Yeah. So. Uh, beers in. Well, duh. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> but but then um, they're getting ready to leave, right? And we're standing there, and they're getting ready to get in the truck, and we're talking, and we're looking at the baby and stuff like that. And and all of a sudden, her her boyfriend at the time goes, "All right, I just got to tell you, she has the check written out. It's in her pocket." Because she goes, "I'll let you know. I'll I'll let you know down the road. You know, I I got to think about it." And so I said, and so she's like, looks at him, and I go, "Oh, he narked you out, didn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. She goes, and she goes, okay, I really like her, but I don't know. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll take the check now that I know you have it. I will hold it. If you decide to, to get her, let me know, and I'll deposit it. 
if you decide not, I will take a video of me shredding it. And she goes, okay, okay. So our dirt road was like a mile and a half. They didn't even get off the dirt road, and she calls me, okay, I'll take her. Just deposit the check. <laughs> I'll take her. <laughs> and they have become our family. Her, she is coming out but here. She tried the whole little thinking about it first. So you got to give her a little credit. She tried. To, you know, I did. Like, you know, I did. But he knocked her out. She already, she already had the check written. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, a but, you know, She had to do her due diligence and be like, let me think about it for five seconds. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Well, now they're married and they have a daughter that's a year. I was. It's so funny. I did this the other day. I go, yeah, their daughter's a yearling. Oh, it's my kid. It's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she's a year old. She's not a year old. <laughs> I mean, she kind of is, but she's two-legged. So, yeah. Tell me um, you're in the horse industry without telling me you're in the horse industry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But, yeah, it was, I mean, they're great people. And so she's coming out, flying out here on the 22nd of um, February. And then when she was talking to me about it, I mean, she got the ticket and everything. When she was talking about it, she goes, oh, and can my friend come out too? She loves your horses. And she would, I go, I don't care. She can come. But to back up a little bit, when she bought the filly for me, um, she had two geldings. And so she had the three horses. And she was boarding at the time. And um, so she had uh, the filly for me and she had two geldings. Then one gelding passed away and a year later the other passed away. So the fil- yeah, the filly was by herself. And I told her, I said, I got plenty of horses. I'll bring you one. You could, you could do whatever with it, what you want, train it. Cause I, I watched her train this filly and she does phenomenal with it. I, I mean, she's amazing. And so before we moved to, um, Oklahoma, we delivered a filly up there for her and she has her. She's trained her. She's starting to show her. And one of my yearling Colts uh, that was born last year, he's going to her too. Well, her friend, oh, wow. yeah, her friend that uh, is coming to visit with her just bought one of my babies. <laughs> so she is, I mean, she after she sends the deposit, yeah, I want him. And sends the deposit, like the next day later, she sends me a picture. We're putting the stall together and we're insulating it. It's going to be warm. We're going to heat it. And I'm like, I said, here's that as Christina. <laughs> you two are crazy. That's cute, though. I mean, it no, is. that's cute because she's excited. Wait. You know, you get excited and all that kind of stuff. And they say, I mean, you know, it's it's hard. It's not. Horses are herd animals, so it's always better to have. They are. Well, the thing is, I mean, they, yeah. And that's why I sent her one, but now she's getting another. And she's so, she's so excited. But the gal that just bought the horse, she has some, too. But she's just, I mean, I love it because they're friends. They ride together and all that. And yeah. the two, the one I'm sending to my friend and the one she bought, they're buddies in the pasture. They're, they're pasture buddies. They love each other. So they're going to grow oh. up together, you know. Oh. So, as, I mean, and my thing is all you ever want for your horses is to have loving forever homes that they don't yeah. end up in a cell yard or a kill, kill buyer's place, you know. I mean. So, I mean, that's all you want. It's, it's, I get more enjoyment, more happiness 
seeing the, their faces when they get one of my horses. I mean, yeah. we delivered my filly up to them, and we pulled up, and there must have been eight people <laughs> out there waiting for us. And my friend Christina, her, her, her smile was ear to ear. She could not wipe it off. And I, I told her, I said, okay, when Gibson and Guinness get delivered to you guys, uh, in the spring, I said, Ian better, that's her husband now, <laughs> Ian better be there and photograph or take videos, pictures so I can see because them two are going to be crying because they're both getting a horse off the trailer at the same time that are buddies that came from the same place and everything. They, Dan is both their daddies. It's going to be cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool because you don't hear about that a lot. You know, two good friends yeah. with two yeah. horses that are good friends, all from the same place, and everybody's all friends. I mean, that's cool because that's ultimately what you want. I mean, that's... Oh, like I said, I get more joy and excitement out of making somebody's dream come true. And the thing I've run into in this industry, I mean, it's it's money hungry and people are so dishonest. And I pride myself on my honesty. I I have even turned away buyers because a horse was not right for what they were wanting and I would never want anybody to get hurt. Ever. You know? Yeah. I want them happy. And I work with people, I let them make payments, I you know so I, 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 if I can give them away for free, if I was rich, <laughs> I, if I can give them away for free to make these people's dream come true, I would do that. I, I would, just the joy. I just, I'm a people person. I, I love people, you yeah. know? And yeah. for these people to get a higher end horse than they've ever had before, it, it tickles me to death. <laughs> It tickles me to death. I mean, yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's not, it, horses, even though the industry is hyped up now and Yellowstone was a big deal and blah, 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 it's still, horses are still very much a luxury, sacred type thing. I mean, like, not sacred, that's the wrong word, more of a, it's a, it's a luxury thing, you know, I mean, it's yeah. not like everybody can just go out there and get a horse because you right. have to have accommodations for it and you right. have to have all types of stuff for it. So, so it's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I sold a horse to somebody and she was I mean and I say only but to some people this is a lot of money but it's my business so I know what they cost and you know yeah. the, the the high end all that I, I mean I know what they cost so to me the amount that she was was not not I mean I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for I, I mean I wouldn't even bat an eye at that price but to him, it was a life-saving type thing, you know. He So yeah. she was $7,500, which to me, I'm like, eh, okay. Um, he's like, yeah, well, I'm used to getting $500 horses, you know. I'm, yeah. making, I'm making that dream come true for him. And I'm working with him to be able to send him to one of my trainers. Yeah. I, I'm just, I mean, but... I get more thrill out of that than the almighty dollar that so many people want. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Cause there are levels to, there are levels to it. Just like anything in life, there's levels in the horse business. You have, and those, those $7,500 horses or, you know, $500 horses, they aren't necessarily bad horses. It's no, just, not at all. Not at all. It's just like, it's just the same thing as getting a, you know, 
a hundred dollar diamond or a ten thousand dollar diamond. It's just you know it is what it right. is. Right. But there's fake diamonds that you don't even know that are fake. They look real. I mean, right. You know. And and it it's I don't know. I just I love being able to help people get a horse of quality that they probably wouldn't ever been able to get that horse any other way. Mm. You know. Right. I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. I just, it just, but it tickles me to death. I mean, if I didn't need the money, I mean, I don't, it's not that I need the money. It's this, you know, I got to feed my horses. <laughs> I got vet bills. <laughs> you know, that's more right. than anything is, you know, all that. But, I mean, if I was wealthy enough, I would do it just for the pleasure, just because I could. And and to see my biggest reward is, like, when I delivered that horse, my biggest reward was when I pulled up there and seen the smile on her face. It, that, I mean, I'm a blubbering idiot. Don't cry around me because I'll be crying with you. So, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a social crier. So please don't do that. <laughs> Especially in the last few years, but, you, have you know. Drinkers and you have social criers. I'm a social you. crier. I cry. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, horses are still like, I mean, yeah, you know. Yes, you have the business aspect of it. You have to keep it like that way. You know, some people do it for a living, and I get it. But still, at the end of the day, it is, it's another, it's an animal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, horses attach emotion to them, just like dogs and cats and things mm-hmm. like that. It's another living, breathing thing. So it, mm-hmm. it makes sense for it to be an, a, an emotional experience for some, which makes it worth it. You know, you have, you have transactions with people that are not necessarily non-emotional, but don't look at it as something special compared to somebody that does see it as something so special and so once in a lifetime. And right. It, it, you know, I can see that. I'd probably yeah. get emotional too. I know. I'm, I'm a blubbering editor. Just like, please don't cry because I'll cry with you. Don't cry. <laughs> Even if it's happy tears, I'll cry because <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I have a dad that watches Little House on the Prairie and cries every time. That even though he's seen the same oh. episode, the same episode fifty times, he still cries. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I cried when uh, I had that little situation with that little gilding, which uh, we don't have time to get into all that. But because um, you know, I don't buy and sell them like that. Like I've never uh-huh. done that. That's uh-huh. all. I can tell you where they are. We've only had so many. We just I've never done that part of it because right. I would end up getting attached. I'd have a zoo, but um. She ended up doing me pretty dirty on that, but I, I think he should still be with her now. Um, it you it it would be hard for me to separate business versus the emotional aspect of it when it comes to animals and stuff. That's probably why I can't be in it because I wouldn't be able to. It'd be hard for me to separate that. You know, it is it is hard. It is hard. That's what my husband said when I decided to do this. He's like. You know, you can't keep them. You can't keep all of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. It was hard in the beginning, but now it, it's, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm cold to it because I'm not cold to it because I, I love right. all of them. But I, and, and trust me, I've cried many times when a horse got in a horse trailer and left my property and they drive off and my husband's hugging me because I'm bawling. And then I'm like, why did I do that? Why do I do that? Why, why, you know, but, I mean, my horses have all gone to great homes, and yeah. I mean that's all you want. But I get attached, but 
I mean, how can you not? I mean, I can't imagine. I'm an animal. I'm a. I'm an animal lover. How do you not? You know. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to be an animal lover to be in it, anyways. To, right. Period. So right. then to get in it and try to keep yourself emotionally detached, it would be yeah. hard for me. I mean, I give it props. It it would be hard for me. Right. Well, especially. I mean, I've seen this on Facebook a lot about breeding and all that. It's not for the faint of heart. Just like last night, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. That was my solo, first solo, and I'm like, I don't care to do that again by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that really? was hard. Yeah. That's the first time I delivered a fold by myself. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm like, okay. Well, congratulations, because you, you did it. You did it, and it worked out. I'm pretty damn proud of myself, honestly, I've got to say. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm cool. looking at the, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the placenta last night, and I'm like, hmm, where's my husband? He usually picks it up and puts it in the bucket because you take it to the vet so they can check it because you don't want any piece of it in left inside the mirror. But right. I'm standing there over it once she dropped it. I'm standing there over it. I'm like, now i got to pick that up. All right, here we go. Roll your sleeves up, Tracy. Let's do this. <laughs> and, and, and I had to give him an enema by myself. And I had to dip his umbilical cord. I mean, I'm like, come on, little dude, we can do this. <laughs> I bet you that was emotional. I bet you that one little part right there was, has got to be emotional because it's not like crying and all that kind of stuff, but just like a, a, I would have been I stopped for a second and been like, I'm about to separate this. Like, this is on me. I'm separating this right now. This Welcome to the world, baby. It was. It was. Mom. It was cool because it was like, you know what? This is your business. You got to do this. If you have nobody yeah. to rely on, nobody's around, your husband's out of the state, you call your backup and he took a sleeping pill and went to bed and never woke up. I'm like, okay, roll them sleeves up. Let's do her. We got to get her done. So we did. And and at the end of the night, even being up for over 24 hours and all night and everything, I'm like standing there against the stall watching him and I'm like, I did it. I did it. I know I could do it. It was worth all of it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would do it again, but it's not the easiest, but you get through it. I mean, I think I wore more of the dip for his umbilical cord than anything else, but, you know, we got done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congrats. yeah. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm pretty proud. I'm pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. And, and then I come home today. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. Never say never, right? But This um, is very true. <laughs> But then I come home from the vet, and I have two big packages sitting on my table that my dad brought in while I was gone, and they are show pads from my new sponsor, my one and only sponsor. I am, like, so stoked. I haven't opened them yet because there's one in there that, I mean, I have posted. You've seen it, pictures yeah. on my. I was thinking to ask you, that's got to be from, did you say Legends? Did that your mom's pad? Yep, Legends. Yep, Legends Ranch pads, and Very I am cool. Yeah, I haven't opened it because uh, I knew we were talking, and I didn't want to be a blubbering idiot because <laughs> it's in honor of my mom. And uh, but I told you I would cry with you. I know, and I think I I kind of pulled open the package a little bit, and I think hers is in the top one on the very top. <laughs> I yeah, guess it was meant to be. Job on that pad. Oh, the meaning. The meaning is. And then she told me she had something special, and I go, I can't wait to see it. She goes, it's not in there yet. It's still being made. And I'm like, oh, 
And then she told me, and I'm like, you didn't have to tell me, but she had a purse made of the same pattern so I could always take my mom with me. Oh. Right? I know. See, don't talk about it because I'll cry. I didn't want to yeah, cry on this. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That is very cool. That is very cool of of her and Legends and the whole ordeal. Like that's really cool because yeah. yeah, the pad looks great from the picture that I've I know. showed me. It looks really good. I cannot so. wait to take it to my trainer who has Danny Ray, who is named after my mama. Um, her middle name was Ray, Carolyn Ray, and. Uh, Danny is after Mr. Dapper Dan. Drop your guns. Dapper Dan. Everybody loves Dapper Dan. So we got Danny Ray. And it is going to be very emotional the first time I see that pad on her in the show ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. But, I mean, when we were looking to move, well, originally we were looking to move to Texas. And we were here for three weeks. Well, yeah, on a well, car. You, we talked about that. We talked yeah. when you were moving from Oregon to Texas and the massive difference between 40 acres in Texas and 40 acres yeah. in Oklahoma. Like, Oh, no, it was 10 acres in Texas. That was $200,000 oh, more than 42 acres here in Oklahoma. That's why we ended up here because the property prices there had skyrocketed. But I think we were meant to be here. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just ever since we've been here, I've met some of the most amazing people. Um, doors are opening up right now, left and right. And 2023 was hard. Uh, this place didn't feel like my house because my mom's been gone. And she's always here to help me. Um, it's now starting to feel like a home. And I said 2024 is going to be my year for KT Mountain Ranch Quarter Horses. And people are going to know me, even though I will never be as big as some of these ranches that you drive by and I'm looking at them and I'm like so intimidated. I'm like, what am I, what am I thinking? I, there's no way, <laughs> you know, I never Whoa. will be able to do that, you know, but yeah, but you're a lot further than somebody that ain't even doing anything about it. So that's something, I mean, that's something to be proud of. I mean, like you, 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 you are doing it. I mean, I am doing it. I am doing it. And yeah, so that, that's cool. <laughs> and we just started out our 2024 pulling season with a bang. <laughs> I don't there know how the, the other horses are going to, those mares out there are going to beat this one. But holy moly. <laughs> I don't know about I, me. <laughs> I do. Hey, and I even, I'm going to be collecting my own stallions and shipping and freezing, cooled and ship semen. I'm, I, I'm pretty, pretty proud. <laughs> I just I always say a lot it, though to get to start doing that though. Like when you say collection, I mean you he's no, he's not with you right now. He's at the trainer, right? But when he comes back you're gonna send him to the vet and they do the collection or you're gonna do it actually there at your house. So this year we won't do it. He's been at the vet collected, but if he wasn't in the show ring, I would be collecting it myself. At gotcha. at my not my house. Um when we first moved here we well, we weren't even living here yet. Um, there's a gentleman that lives in the town next to us, which is like ten minutes away. Um, he breeds and raises horses, and he's taking classes on AI and all that stuff. Well, he talked to his brother and said, "You need to find out who these people are moving in because 
with what's going on on that property, those aren't just your over average ranch horses, and I need to get a hold of them. So he did. He looked them up, and he messaged my husband, and then we met him and talked to him, and he AI'd all my marriage last year. And he is the guy that we, even my husband took the class, and it was, that, I mean, that was an awesome thing. He, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot to do as, as far as with, I mean, he has a full-time job during the week, but, I mean, he took the class with us on the collecting, a stallion, freezing, hands-on, did it. It was, I mean, I'm like, honey, I'm so proud of you, and I love you. <laughs> but, because um, it's not as easy as, I mean, it's a lot of hard work. It's a big ordeal to, to do all of that. Well, sometimes it can be dangerous collecting stallions, especially if they've never been collected before, and you're teaching them to try to get on the phantom, you know. And yeah. they got they got hormones running through them that they don't know how to act, and you know, I mean, you can get killed, you know. But um, well, I mean, it, yeah, no, that's what I was. I mean, that's what I was sitting here thinking in the back of my head. Like it's not, you know, we were just talking about it can't be the faint of heart. Well, you can't be. You you got to be strong enough to be able to handle a, a stud in that mind frame when he's ready to do his job. Like it's not it's not a walk in the park. No, but there is that thing that when we go back to where we were told don't have a stallion because they're dangerous, yeah. there are some stallions that don't need balls, and they should be cut, and they should be a stallion, but people right. do it anyway. And, you know, um, my two stallions that I have are phenomenal. You wouldn't even know they're a stallion. They'll walk by a mare, don't even talk. Don't even talk. I mean, I, I mean, my friend, my one trainer, I have two trainers. Actually, I have four. <laughs> I have a trainer in Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, and Washington. <laughs> and I have horses there, too. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, Holy cow. That's a yeah. lot to keep up with. I know. Well, I send a picture to my husband, and he's like, is that so-and-so? I go, no, it's so-and-so. And he's like, well, I can't keep track of all the horses. I don't know where they're all at. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you're I right. Him. I mean, a stallion, I think, people, I mean, you know, because people, going back to, like, what we were talking about or whatever, you know, horses are beautiful. They're lovely. You'll, you know, you want to kiss them and hug them and do all that kind of stuff with them and stuff like that. But a, a stallion, he's only thinking about, like, three, he's only thinking about three things, eating, breathing, <laughs> and trying not to die. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, there's no living being that can control that. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, honestly, any horse is dangerous. They're big right. animals. Right. And yeah. I mean, for example, I, in Oregon, Kyle was, again, everything happens when he's gone out of state um, working. I was home by myself. Um, it was summer. I was in shorts and baseball cap like I am in the summertime. Shorts, baseball cap, tank top, and cowboy boots. And I was out in the pasture filling up water troughs. Well, I have mares and geldings together and all that stuff. So I'm filling it up, and all the horses, there's three mares, and my geld, one gelding standing there, and they're drinking as I'm filling it up. All of a sudden, that gelding decided he wanted mares there, and the mares that I was closest to turned to go away from him, so she kind of made her body into a C and took me down, and all four went over me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, but that's how quick stuff can go wrong with horses that are nice. I mean, the, the vet, I mean, the vet, see, I, I, the vet, the doctor, the doctor that was taking care of me, he's like, 
Yeah, I'm not a horse person at all. <laughs> Yearling kid. I mean, oh, kid. Yeah, sorry. I know, I know. So he goes, I'm not a horse person, but it looks like to me those horses, because I was not, I was bruised, but I was not broken bones, nothing, that he goes, I, they did not, they tried not to step on you. They did not want to step on you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was very blessed and very lucky. But, I mean, but that's how fast things can go wrong. But they're, I mean, 1,000, 1,200-pound animals, you know, full-grown. Not to yeah. talk about the draft horses that are, you know, a couple thousand pounds. I mean, and and the other thing is I have deaf horses, you know, that don't oh, hear. Wow. Uh, Dan, Dapper Dan, drop your gun. She's deaf. Do you have so, to be extra special with him just because of that? You know, honestly, really not. I mean, if you think about it, um, you want them to know your. You want him to know that you're there. But any horse, hearing, non-hearing, if you come up behind them and startle them, they're going to kick. So, well, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I know. Trust me, I know. I had a little. Yeah. I, I learned yeah. that hard lesson young. Yeah. But I oh, didn't yeah, know if maybe. Um, I mean, rainers like the deaf horses because if you think about it. When they go into the show ring, they don't hear the crowd. They don't hear any of that. They're tuned in to the the rider's cues and, you know, his legs and hands and movements and his weight. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, there's pros and cons about everything, you know. There's some people that yeah. say, ooh, I wouldn't have a deaf horse. Well, realistically, I have a few of them. Um, they're no different than any other horse, really, honestly. I mean... You know, I let them know that I'm there, and they see me, and I pet them and do everything with them that I did with other horses. And then you have your leg cues and all that when you're riding. It's, I mean, it's really no different on that. It's a preference on people or, like we're talking about, ooh, don't buy a stallion because they're mean. So it's just instead of going, I mean, we're all guilty of it. Instead of going off your own instinct, your instinct, what you're in the back of your head, you're listening to what people said, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, it goes what works what's what works for you. Yep. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Like I never knew how to breed a horse. Never knew how to hand breed. Here I am, little five foot me <laughs> stallion going after a mirror, I'm like, Hey, what makes this work? <laughs> Which is still very cool. I mean, you know, I I've never had the desire to wanna get into the breeding aspect of it, but um it's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there's, there's oh, like you know, we talked there's, about earlier, there's so much more that you know and probably more to know. So, yeah, people, and, and you see these, this is what is now that, I mean, I, I mean, I go back and I tell my husband because somebody will ask me this or, oh, I'll pay this for that horse. I'm like, hmm, let me add up what goes into making that baby, you know. But I said in their defense before I started breeding, I wouldn't know. You want me to pay $10,000, which is nothing. But you want me to pay $10,000 for that? A horse? Are you crazy? But if you start right. uh, on our aspect of it, the breeder's aspect and the owners of the horses, the mares and the stallions and all that and the babies, not just the paperwork, but your time. I mean, like I said, I've been up probably going on 40 hours now with three hours of sleep because I had a baby born last night. But, yeah. you know, um, it, it's it's the time if you break it down, the AI, the vets, I mean, it's just crazy, crazy. And then somebody wants to pay for, and I, and I get that. I get that. But 
like I've said to people before, I said, if you want something for that, you'll find it. It's out there. But this is not, I mean, you're not going to find it here, you know. Right. You're not going to find a $1,000 horse here, you know. Well, I don't think people understand or they just don't know the amount of money and time no, they that don't. actually goes into it. Like, you know, your average I mean, person yeah, and that's, thinking. And, and that's what I'm saying, too. Like, to that, I'm like, I didn't know before I started breeding. You want me to pay how much? I'm not paying that much for a horse. Are you crazy? It's crazy. Right. I can go buy one over here for this much, you know. But you're paying for the, the pedigree. You're paying for the breeding. You're pay, I mean, you're paying for the earnings on the stallion, the earnings on the mare, the show. I mean, to show a horse is so expensive. And then even not even just, let's, let's minus the shows. You breed a horse, and my, my stallions are double registered. So every mare, every quarter horse mare that I breed, I have to do a breeding report for AQHA and APHA. And then you have to, when the foal is born, you have to uh, pull tail hairs and do the DNA, do the color test, do the, uh, I mean, the, the paperwork is crazy. <laughs> it's well, and then yeah. don't even get into the actual upkeep of a horse. I mean, the, you know, horses are not an expensive, I mean, horses are an expensive pet or not even pet, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you have a dog or a cat, you know, horses are right. expensive just to keep up in general, not on right. top of everything else, like the showing yeah. and the and all that stuff. I mean, I have a mare right now that um, I'm paying every six weeks for. Well, we were doing four to six weeks uh, for shoes because she she almost had to be put down. She was so bad. Um, so she, she's getting this gentleman that I've been doing these shoes for like 40 years, he said, but I've never heard about him. And he goes, that, that just, he goes, there's so many people that haven't, but they're wood shoes. They call them a wood clog. And I never knew nothing about it, but they've saved her life. And I think she's still pregnant. <laughs> which is phenomenal, but just something like that and to sell that baby, I mean, that's, it's it just, there's a lot to a horse. It's not like you buy a horse and throw it on the pasture. I mean, right. the worm, the worming, the shot, the farrier, you know, anything that goes wrong, your fly spray, it just, it's a lot. And, yeah. and people don't realize that, you know, and, so that, and that's why I, I try to educate people. And like I said, if, if I, if somebody calls me or messages me about a horse and my first thing is, so what do you want to do with this horse? And then, okay, what is your experience? Well, I had a, like a 65 year old lady that wanted this mare and I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to work. She's not what you want. You're going to, I don't want you to get hurt because she needs more of an experienced rider. So, you know, right. But there's a lot of people out there that they don't care. I mean, I've been, I've been the buyer and I've been that person that bought a horse that was drugged, you know, and then you get home a week later and the, and the drugs wore off and you're like, whoa, this horse is going to kill me. Oh, I, wow. Me, yeah, oh, and it's, it's out there a lot. <laughs> but me as a person, what if, what if this horse was being bought for a five-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy? And you're selling a dangerous horse that is drugged to these people. And then that when that drug wears off and they put that kid on that horse and that kid gets killed or handicapped or in a wheelchair, they can't walk anymore. How do you live with yourself? But there's so yeah. many, there's 
so many horse people out there like that. I mean, it's crazy. I just, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't live with myself. Even even the most, like, experienced kids, like there was that meme going around talking about, is your kid this way or is your kid that way? I mean, even but, with that joke aside, which probably does play a big aspect in it, it's probably hard to sell horses for children, dealing with parents and things of that nature. It would be hard. But even if you put that aside, it's still a kid. Some of the most, you know, well, carefree kids that, you know, no fear, well, they're still a right. kid. Right. Or, I mean, I get these women that are widows that would like to just have a trail horse to be able to ride that are in their 70s, you know. And I'm yeah. like, I could not, I, I could not do that. I could not, well, first of all, I couldn't do it because I, I'm honest. But, I mean, to look at somebody in the eye and know they're buying this horse and this is what they want to do and they're 75 years old, I, I don't know how people do that. I just, yeah, I don't. I don't understand. But my husband says, because you have a heart, you have a big heart. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. And, you know, still you would have to try to make, because some people are stubborn, they won't listen. You know, you'd still have to kind of be like, look, you know, I can't, you know, you need to know that this is a lot of horse and it's probably right. not going to work out. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, then that's what I say. I'm like, I'm not, I, I sorry, I'm not going to sign a sales contract horse because it's going to hurt you it's not the horse for you if i had one that right. was for you i would let you know this one but the, the problem is i think too is that people like palominos people like buckskins people like gorillas so they see one of them for sale and that's all they want they just go for the color not the horse and that's the problem and they i want a gorilla i love gorillas i want a gorilla i want a champagne but yet they're not looking at the horse itself it's just a color thing, and it's pretty, you know. That's weird to me, because you would think, I mean, it's not, like I've said this before, you know, horses are not cars. It ain't like you can go and pick out a pretty car and be like, okay, well, I want that color in that car. Okay, well, that makes sense. But when a horse is involved, to me, it's you're going to have to learn how to separate that and look at what you really need, because the color doesn't right. really matter at the end of the day. Well, unless they're red to me, but... <laughs> But, I mean, you know I what would, I mean? Like, I know no, it's, a, I get it's it. a factor. I get it. You can't ride color. That's the same. You can't ride color. But my joking about the red is I told my husband I would never own a red horse. There will never be a red horse on my property. He reminds me daily now that I own a red horse. And no, but he's red. You said you'd never have a red. Oh, shut up. Nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. I've had to eat my words before like that, too. Be like, yeah, I know. yeah, I know I said that. Well, and then, but I, yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different today. It's a new day. But even like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm breeding two two high end red stallions this year. He goes, yeah, I know why you're breeding them, but you know the red. I go, yeah, okay, get over it. I'm over it now. I have to get over it. Get over it. They're pretty. <laughs> Everybody ends up doing that at some point in time in their life. It's like I'll never do that. I'll never do that. Next thing you know, you're like, yep. Yeah, well, when I before I met my husband um, in Prineville, I lived up. It's called Juniper Canyon. I think it's a whole different country up there. The weather is different, and everything gets so high elevation. Where and is I, that? In Prineville, Oregon, where I used to live. Oh. Yeah. So I said I, I lived. I had. I lived 
uh, rented a room from a coworker and stuff when I first moved there. And once I moved out of there, I said, I will never, ever live up there again, ever. Guess where me and my husband bought our first house? Up there. <laughs> so, yeah. Because it's never, up there, right? Like, when you say up there, it's not like just a little hill. Oh, no, it's, no. And it's, we're, they were, I think it was, the elevation was uh, 38 or 3,900 feet. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we were mile yeah, and a half back. Ideal. No, no. There were so many wrecks on that road, so I'm like, I will never live up there again. Well, we bought our first house together up there. <laughs> so I never say that anymore. So I was looking at a horse tonight, and I sent it to my husband. He goes, I said, and look at her. She's gorgeous. He goes, who are you, and what would you do with my wife? Because she's a red done. And I'm like, yeah, but she's gorgeous. He goes, she's red. <laughs> you realize that, right? I go, yeah, but look how pretty she is. <laughs> so, yeah. Doodle. I'll never own a red horse. Look at this pretty red horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I guess the touche of the whole thing is, is that he goes, yeah, Miss, I'm never going to own a red horse, and there will never be a red horse on my property, and you own a red horse, and that's the most expensive horse we've ever bought yet. <laughs> I'm going, I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. You, uh, If I need your opinion, I'll ask. But, okay, thank you. <laughs> good, thing, good, thing, good thing you're cute and I love you. <laughs> Aw. Well, that's, that's cool that y'all can joke like that. I mean, you know, everybody has said something that they want at least once in their lifetime where they said they wouldn't do it and ended up doing it like, you know, right. give me a break. Yep. Yep. 